the BRL fam has increased by one. Son of BRL has now arrived in this world, which makes the Patreon way more important now. Support the show that supports your scene and keep the show as successful as it is at the moment. Helping you that out. Patreon.com slash BRLSun. That is Patreon.com slash BRLSun. I've had no sleep. It is BRL all across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Now I'm chatting to a gentleman who is a little under the weather. Now, uh, the reason why you're under the weather is also a big theme throughout your brand new record as well. Uh, It's the thing that's on everyone's lips. It is the good old C word. Um, And it's not even the fun C word. It's not even the C word I like to use in general conversation. (laughs) Yeah, I've been using it a little bit too much. I think everyone has, you know, it's obviously... Um, you know, dictating so many people's lives um, all around the world, wherever you're at. So, you know, definitely was a big part of what happened and we're rolling with the punches. Absolutely. Um, I, uh, I, I did feel, I feel the punch last week though. Um, me, and my, uh, me and my man, Sam Clouston, who um, is the, you know, head of design for Scratches as well as does all the piece Murph artwork. And he's um, he's been living with us at Hibernian in Sydney for the last five years too. So we managed to, you know, get it at the same time, and oh. we've just been seven seven days of locked indoors, um, locked in my room. But look, I'm blessed to be able to have, you know, turntables and a microphone, and um, you know, I've been practicing, been learning Ableton, so I've been making some beats. But yeah, it's, it goes straight to your head, so it's actually like it's not that easy to do lots of things while while you're on it. I mean, I'm sure it's different for everyone, but it's fucking hit me in the head like Ooh. a sack of potatoes man so but i'm coming good now and i'm, I'm willing to, we're ready to get back in the world now that, hard again that know? scratchy voice because i actually didn't uh, properly introduce you uh we got peace Murph on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah that's that, that a good start yeah and i dropped the record um yeah no, that that is my scratchy voice though i'm actually pretty damn healthy right now after seven days of sleeping lots and Oof. smoking lots of weed and chilling out. It's been great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've um, literally much needed rest. I think like definitely the last couple of years just accumulated too. So um, it has been nice to, to be, get a bit of a chill in. But, um, but yeah, no, it's just croaky generally. I think I potentially strained my um, vocal cords as a kid just trying to be heard above my sister and my parents. And um and they just they remain that way. Obviously, late nights and and marijuana hasn't helped, but it hasn't, <laughs> hasn't made it too much hasn't made it too much worse. I think it's just actually sitting pretty at this stage. We'll mm. see how we go over the next ten twenty years. 
<laughs> Indeed. Well, it's it's a it's a voice that, of course, people in uh, our circles would know quite well. It's a, you have a very distinctive voice, but also, um, yeah, with the uh, with our dear friend the Rona, uh, probably made it a little bit more scratchy than <laughs> for this phone look, call. I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm actually telling you, look, it's probably the first time I've spoken to someone else other than my housemate in a few, a few days now. So <laughs> I, I did have to clear. <clears throat> clear my throat. Oh, right. Maybe that's slightly better. No, no. Look, I'm. It's just something that I got to live with. But um, it's cool. It's working for me. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep rolling on that tip. But um, yeah, it's definitely better during different times of the week. And if I've been out on the weekend, I don't try to record on a Monday or Tuesday if I can help it. Mm. Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday is a bit of a sweet spot for my voice. And then you know, hit the weekend again. It kind of can backflip slightly after a, a gig or two. Her night on, on the town, but um, but yeah, no, it's 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 there. It's still it's still <laughs> it's doing its there. thing. It's still it's still rapping. It's still making music. So Absolutely, like people are still still listening. You're you're like uh, well and truly over a decade into it now. So, um, and the, the latest record, of course, is t- well, uh, twenty twenty essentially. Now, yeah. um, it, just having an absolute fresh listen, like just finished it about half an hour ago um it it does cycle through the thoughts of uh it seems like everyone had those thoughts because a lot of the stuff that came out in your lyrics is a lot of stuff that i was thinking about throughout the time uh Mm. i didn't um actually i was lucky enough not to have too many uh relationship problems (laughs) throughout my uh 2020 um also because of uh yeah, uh, the way our state government has uh, conducted itself and such, there is, of course, good and bad with that. Um, we yeah. haven't been struck down so much in that regard with the uh, lockdowns. So, like, of course, uh, yeah. you guys, especially last year in Sydney, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> would Yeah, it, Victoria as well. Victoria, of course, Melbourne. yeah. It's Massive, just, massively, you know, they, and all in different ways. And I guess, yeah, horrible mismanagement through governments all around the world, which really does show how, like, on the fly, I think a lot of this has been and yeah. how, you know, just a cacophony of craziness is try- people trying to scramble. But it also shows how, you know, pathetic <laughs> the majority of our, you know, politicians in charge are and it has, like, highlighted many faults, you know, throughout the last couple of years and and backflipping on what to do and what not to do and me personally I've kept quite a low um, you know low online opinions in terms of trying to tell people what they should and shouldn't be doing Mm. but I you know have quite strong opinions in terms of what I feel I want to be doing and and how I want to project myself but last year it was just like 2021 was just a whole other debacle on top of 2020. But that 2020, those tracks were written month by month. So if anyone who hasn't had to listen to it, it was kind of um, created on the fly. And so a lot of the things that were happening or were being said in relation to even COVID, you know, it was yeah. it was happening as I was thinking it. So the following year, you're kind of looking back at, you know, I was commenta- commenting on things like, you know, 5G 
um, you know, comparison to CCTV. And these things were like hot topics at the time. You yeah. know? Um, the rollout, the vaccine rollout hadn't come in at that point either. Lockdowns were coming in. That was a big point. But I mean, the following years when people really started to started to push their opinions, I, I feel. So even 2020 as its own was quite dictated by relationships for me as my entire life is but it was also you know just getting to understand what's going on in the world and and just you know just putting you know my head out there and things that I may have said on there I might not potentially have agreed with the following year but it's just that was just a mark in and a moment in time for me to just stamp that out there and I wanted to release it regardless of kind of you know, the sway and feelings and changes and how everyone is kind of adapting to it as mm. we go. But, um, yeah, there'll be more music for that and people are putting out their opinions online for better or worse. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, and everyone everyone is is valid to theirs. But I guess, you know, it's, yeah, it's been a, it's a hard one to navigate what music you put out, when you put it out, what's in, in it, what the content is and um, what message you're trying to get across, you know. But for me, that was, it's just an internal record and it's just talking about my voice, you know, and what mm. I was going through and what Ross and what Rolio was going through, you know. His, his father died um, mid-year. He oh, met no. a girl, at, he, he just broke up with his missus over like seven years, met a girl at my house in February at a party before lockdown, married her in, in November. Oh, so wow. like he had a crazy, he had a crazy year as well and we were just kind of going through the motions and letting it rip and we were, our plan was to release it at the beginning of 2021, but we just kind of, the world had gone crazy and I'd opened the record shop and mm. I just split up with my ex again. So it was just, everyone knows that everyone's been going through crazy shit. This is just a little part of our lives in it, you know? And I guess as things develop, we'll be, we'll be getting a lot more opinions and a lot more music off people as well, which I want more of, you know, I'd love to hear their opinions in music form more so than, you know, just constant barrage of, online you know commentary so to speak but (laughs) um but you know i think more music the better but i understand how hard it is for everyone to to navigate their own thoughts and how they want to put that across to people because me personally it's like i've always tried to be i've always had a political voice and i've always felt strongly about um you know social and political matters and you know i've had to take a back step and allow for people with a bit more information a bit more knowledge on the on the current climate to kind of get their voices across for now but i think as the world kind of hopefully returns into some sort of fucking potential for us to move forward from here into a better place mm. then you know uh, the the, the old of, the old normal is done whatever nah, fucking old normal the old normal was no good for a lot of people you know yeah true <laughs> and there's a, a lot of people benefiting off the old normal you know and a lot of old old ways that money filtered you know and there's a lot of people who didn't benefit from it and like we're living in a shit position so hopefully we can move forward into something better and and this two years has can highlight the fact that you know a lot of people are doing it you know doing it rough and you know there is inequality massively you know throughout the world and throughout our country you know so Oh, absolutely. Um, I I will say that uh, 2020 was a a major turning point for me, and I would say probably for the better. Um, I it's it's uh, documented. I've maybe not. I've documented sort of in comment and whatever on the show that uh, the previous organization that I had volunteered for for uh, nearly 20 years at that point. 
um, you know, things yeah. went awful with that place. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I decided to uh, give them the boot before I kind of got it because, you know, I could kind of see whether the, everything was going. And I was like, well, I'm yeah, not. Uh, yeah, I was like, no. Nah. And it had been going for like years. But <laughs> it was just yeah, like, yeah. finally, I'm done with this. Uh, you know, yeah, left a yeah. left a, a job that I hated and everything like that. And uh, it was, you know, <laughs> so I was just, uh, well, actually, no, I did that the year before, but also like that, that final cutting of that cord of the last, I'd say, eight years of, uh, you know, whatever I was doing at that time, you know, uh, you know got this house that we're living in now, you know, and, and everything yeah. sort of, and, and the show went national, Um and it was something oh. I probably it's probably I probably should have done from the very beginning with BRL because I didn't know yeah. it probably there was a big hole in the market for that. However, you know you got to get the runs on the board again, I guess. But um, yeah, it, you're right. It was sort of like a it it was a circuit breaker for a lot of people, and I I yeah, it depended, I guess, whatever opportunities or whatever lack of opportunity happened to people in 2020 and of course 2021 but yeah you you're absolutely right it was it was sort of like yeah the the old the old normal even if it was something as just ridiculous as um you know being stuck in a rut in a community organization that happened to air this program and you'd been working for them for years and uh, you weren't being respected and whatever. And the next thing you know, you get a knife in your back. And that's yeah. just how it happened. This is for the podcast version, yeah. by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it on the no podcast. Worries. I won't put it on the uh, the community radio network version of this. But no worries. No worries. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's uh, I've I made it very clear to the, uh, the, uh, the, per- the person who's still in charge of that place. Um, no. Not that long ago, just sort of like, um, yeah, that that organization can um, take a very long walk of a short pier weighted sure. down. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway. And, and I mean, that's your, your, like, your value of what you need in your life, you know, is, is shown during those times. Absolutely. When you're only allowed a certain amount of it. Like, you have a certain amount of time to spend and, and then things are like, cut to a point where you don't even know if you can go forward or how to go forward in yes. those businesses in those times with those relationships you know and I think that um, on all levels whether it's your boss or your or your partner or your family member you know and everyone's opinions very high and everyone also is you know not quite looking at things in the present a little bit more and what's good for me now and then but um but well, yeah we've also got to continue looking at how we get to somewhere better in the future and how we you know, evolve from this place. But yeah, I mean, it's day by day at the same time. So anyone, however you're getting through all of this, as long as you're not just bombarding other people with horrible shit, but at the same time, reach out to other people. So we're trying to tell people to make sure they reach out because, you know, if you're alone or feeling bad, you know, there's people out there that can help you, you know, so you don't want to give the people the wrong impression. Like don't, you know, bombard people with your, with your thoughts and feelings. I mean, this is a time for everyone to kind of, you know, hopefully come together throughout this. But yes. it's also highlighting our, you know, the divisive sort of nature of online media and, you know, our own our own way of, you know, taking in the information and spreading it back out and shit, you know. So mm. yeah, it's um yeah, it's a big time, but everyone 
is stepping up off it and hopefully, you know, continue to, you know, move forward into this year and make something out of this year, you know. But it's been fucking hard for musos. It's been hard for oh, artists yeah. as well, you know. It's been like we weren't sure what we were going to do and we're still not completely sure. Sydney's always been really hard for the arts in the last 20-odd years, you know, yeah. since the massive pokey reform and they allowed pokies to just take over pubs and live venues basically and then you know with lockout laws 10 years ago and then with this shit it's just like it's crippling for a lot of people but you know people got to be smart and they got to find new ways of coming through they got to continually you know stay creative at the same time as you know figuring out how to pay the rent um and what they do with their future careers as well so in whatever career you're in it's like do i want to be doing this for 20 more years (laughs) is there only 20 more years to go so i don't know for me for me, I managed to open the record shop, which has been amazing, giving me a great project to like center myself in Sydney on, and mm. that was a big part of, of 2022, you know, and, and we've rode that out. We're in Newtown now at the moment, um, got a new space over there. So, I've, you know, I've, but we kept busy. We've been releasing stuff through Scratches Records, it's yep. just figuring out ways of maintaining without the, the income of live gigs, you know, because the label itself was also helping you know the funding through events that we were doing regularly um you know having that sort of cut is is hard and and all the youth work that i do as well is a big part of you know booking you know we're starting a graffiti job in two days um for a week we do rhyme based workshops graffiti workshops um beats you know, DJ stuff, uh, nice. DJ workshops. So we're just bringing that back in, but extracurricular like activities has been cut for kids massively over the last two years. Everything sort of outreach instead of internal or youth centers of, you know, just, just ticking the boxes, you know, it's hard for them to go beyond that, you know? So everything has been stunted so many different avenues, but man, people are pushing through and they're finding out new methods and having the shops been amazing. And <clears throat> now having a few more gigs open up, Glebe Youth Centre's um, having us back in the next month or so for some more workshops. And, um, yeah, we can start doing a few more private ones out of the new shop. So, yeah, it's just adapting to to work with the craziness that is the world, you know. And for so many people, it's been crazy for their entire lives. <laughs> a lot of people now are just dealing with the fact that, wow, shit is nuts. And they're, they're becoming a little bit more aware politically. Mm. But... They're being bombarded by amount of misinformation as well, you know. And it's something like it's interesting, you know. I'm glad a lot of people are waking up to the the craziness and the injustices and the you know and the um the money and the power at play behind that the big businesses. But yeah, we've just got to not be sidelined too much, you know, on a lot of this stuff. We've just got to stay, you know, stay yeah, getting swept up in the in the hype too quickly, you know. Absolutely. A lot of people are losing losing their brains. <laughs> so sending out love to all of you, and I hope you guys are doing all right after a long-winded spiel. But that's what happens <laughs> when you bring up COVID. You bring up COVID, right? You bring up COVID fucking 35 minutes later. Shit. Well, well that, that, <laughs> the thing is, it's like, it's the, well, it's the first time that word got mentioned in the, uh, you know, 20 plus minutes of the conversation we've had so far. But at the same oh time, God. it's... Oh my God. It, but it's it's literally you know, it's it's the thing that's running the world right now, and yeah, we'll probably yeah, continue yeah. to run things in whatever way in the next couple of years. This is not going away anytime soon, unfortunately. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, the 
live music scene for yeah pretty much everything um even on this side of the world you know well this side of the continent i would say um yeah. it's it's still not great over here either they you know the Mark will shut things down at the drop of a hat. And yeah, this is yeah. actually right now, you know, with the uh, the Rona in the community currently, a yeah. year and a half ago, this would have been a lockdown, 150%. Yeah. It would just would have been like well, yeah. one or two cases, bang, lockdown. So yeah. Um, yeah. it's because they want to open the borders in February. So yeah, you know, for, and yeah. It, it, in and, the, and in yeah. the case of what's happening over here as well, like once again, not really uh, that affected, I guess, commercially, which is probably you know the main thing because let's face it, everything that happens up here happens to do with red rocks, and yeah. uh, I work yeah. with the red rocks, so <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's my living, so. Um, I'm guessing that's probably why that's been so severe. I'm sure there's a lot of, uh, you know, sort of pressure from uh, the companies with the Red Rocks sort of just saying, hey, keep everything out because we want to keep putting these rocks out to India and China and wherever else uh, they get sent to on the boats in Port Hedland. And that's that's how it works. That's that's not conspiratorial. That's how the world goes around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, got to keep the country running. the shit we'd be doing in Sydney, you know, we would have been, you know, we're backflipping every day, but because they're not going to fund us, they have to say we can't lock down. Well, it's up to you now whether you lock down. Seven days is, you know, you should be locking down if you isolate. They're saying you can get a rat test instead of getting your yeah. your, your PCR test. To, so all these things is basically because they're not going to fund, you know, you to be indoors and not work anymore. But they, So it's like, okay, all these things that you backflipped on because you're not able to pay us to go off work you know it's like well we're still in danger people with low immune systems are still you know likely to die and they are the ones who aren't allowed to go outdoors anymore but i mean at the same time mentally could we be locked down again do people want that no i don't think they do (laughs) no they don't they don't so i mean how do you deal with that and you know you by backflipping on measures like masks and and check-ins, you know, I'm not all about the check-ins. It's, you know, if you heard track four about who's watching me, yeah, you know, the track of March, it's like April and March, war on germs and shit. It's like, you know, I didn't I didn't like the idea of this either. And I don't, I don't like the idea of ongoing, you know, practices that get put in place once everyone's healthy, you know. And I'll be kicking off more about particular things and particular elements and things that get swept under the rug, you know. But we can't just be you know, going against what I believe is a medical issue as well. But, you know, we do embellish things. There is a thing called disaster capitalism. There is a way to profit off massive disasters, whether you implement those disasters or their actual things like tidal waves and bloody, you know, hurricanes and, you know, or they're going in to create a war and then profit off it. At the moment, you know, of course people are going to profit and there are going to be people who aren't profiting, you know, which is the majority of us, you know. But um, I'd like, you know, and numbers are getting mixed up. People aren't experts. Most people can't even fucking 
finish, you know, primary school maths. How are they going to dictate these numbers and expect that they know what they're supposed to be doing? And when there's constant misinformation from government all around the world, and your local and your federal, it's like I understand why people are like don't know what's going on right now, you know. But just got to maintain a bit of empathy and a bit of compassion for you know people out there who are working super hard on keeping this from like boiling over you know big ups to the frontline nurses and everyone Mm. in you know the medical profession ongoing who have worked in these fields for years and years you know who are going really hard so at this point i'm i'm back in you know whatever we can to keep each other safe you know but at the same time mentally we've got to be safe we've got to not be um you know we've got to be pumping more money into social services and more mental health and and pumping money into domestic violence because that's raised massively over the last you know couple of years especially since that last couple of lockdowns you know mm. so there's just whole bunch of other things that we've got to be addressing at the same time you know and as we kind of open and and start supporting small businesses again safely you know and pubs and clubs are hitting it hard you know making people sit down at a bar no one wants to put on an event the amount of events that we've had to skip and miss and this and that i understand you know but um you know i'll start kicking off a lot harder if you know (laughs) I don't think there's a reason to us doing this. And I still believe that there is a reason. And this is a massive, you know, virus that it is spreading and it is potentially going to kill your grandma, you know, (laughs) if you got one. Yeah. I mean, fuck. I mean, everyone's got, everyone's got a million answers, you know, and I don't claim to, but um, I'm trying to stay on top of it as much as possible and allow yeah, as a business as owner for yourself, one hundred percent. Like you, you are, yeah. like, as a yeah. as a business owner, you literally own a brick and mortar music business, yeah. and yeah. as 100%. well as run a label. So yeah, I yeah. I can understand <laughs> frustrations <laughs> when it comes to that. You know, it comes to anything like that, and you hear this from sure. every artist, uh, no matter where they are like if they're from if they're from perth if they're from sydney of course you know your music scene at least as a live music scene probably hasn't made a music scene since i was a teenager uh (laughs) (laughs) we've we've maintained it there has been something here like (laughs) sydney has maintained it but you know it's definitely been bloody cut at the knees many times you know but yeah i used to to remember watching like Channel V and whatever back in the day, and you'd look at a like, you know, uh, whatever was presented on those those shows, and you just be have people turn up to the you know the the, the by demand stuff and all that kind of thing straight mm. after school mm. and everything every day. Mm. You'd hear about mm, how good the music scene was over there, and uh, you know the yeah. big day out was originated in Sydney and everything like yeah. that. So I mean, like yeah. those yeah. those things, like the, those touchstones of a, a, a middle aged dude who never actually got to see any of that kind of stuff because, you know, I was over yeah. here and too young. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. it's you, you look at that kind of stuff and then you look at what's happened now. And uh, having spoken to people like yourself and uh, every other guest from Sydney we've spoken to over the journey and how that music scene has been absolutely decimated and i even remember going to oh god when was it 2008 even going back to just 2008 14 years ago but you know just 2008 um just just going out even in sydney back then um 
was so it's such a different vibe than to oh, when sure. I was there even five years ago. Um, sure. I went over there. We went down to Sydney and you know had a look around, and it is such a different and kind of boring, sad, grey place yeah. now. Um, yeah. where there used to be a lot more sort of colour, and uh, you know, it, it just seems like everyone sort of puts on their corporate suit when it comes to you know that Subi CBD thing goes to their job, drones away for their eight hours, takes their two-hour trip out to Parramatta or wherever it is that you have to go out to. You sit in your $2 million house. It's like a three-by-one, and that's Sydney. And I just go, I'm never coming back to this place again. I'm sorry, Sydney, but it's a <laughs> shithole. <laughs> Unless you yeah, grew up look, there. Uh, and Perth, uh, is, Perth look, is not that much more to, for, affordable. <laughs> it's like it, – but yeah. it's just – Oh my god! I was like, "This place is." Yeah. It feels sad, <laughs> and that's before. Right, this is years before our mate Rona decided to ruin everything even further, and uh, you know, lockdowns and everything is else. So I can't even imagine what Sydney would be like right now. I could, I could give you a little spiel. Basically, the idea was, yeah, fucking Paul Keating, I think, deregulated pokey machines so they didn't have to be in clubs they could go into pubs and that was kind of late 90s but that time oh, right you know our drum media and which are like a local street press printed street press you know they were like 20 pages deep at the end of a gig guide you know everywhere throughout the city you could go right it wasn't yeah. just designated i grew up in newtown which is quite a kind of lefty arty you know alternative hub center for arts and music you know I, but I've then been... obviously gentrification Gentrified, being the shows there. Yeah, yeah. There weren't weren't music shows, but I know when I was walking around there, I think it was the, was it Henry Rollins or Kevin Smith? Somebody, right? Uh, Somebody had a show there in like a theatre, and then you walk around the rest of it, and there's there's music on, and that was I think 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, that's that's still the one place that was outside of lockout laws that remained like a central hub. So people would still go there. That's the sort of remaining spot unless you're going out to maybe, you know, Manly or Bondi or something like that. But everywhere in the city has kind of died massively. Or if you're going out to Parramatta or going further out west. But, um, but yeah, basically the, the poker machines literally meant that pubs were gaining 10 times as much revenue from a poker machine and they just expand their poker machine. So we started losing venues massively then, right? You mix that with a government that was already focused on making money off land, not focused on making money off any type of undercurrent arts, um, arts or music. So they made their money off the land, off off the weather, and off the monuments, right? Yeah. So that's their whole tourist trade in Sydney. And casinos, sorry. Let's not forget casinos. Oh, yeah. Completely um, owning the, like, trade, the late-night trade, and, like, bottlenecking it all into them and being exempt to all the laws that uh, equate to everywhere else in that city or in that area. So, right? so we push overseas tourists for landmarks. We push it for beaches, weather, with, like, um, Sydney Opera House, um, Harbour Bridge, Bondi Beach, go to the casino, two weeks in and out. You've checked it out. It's beautiful. The rocks are lovely. Everything is shiny and lovely. And then yeah. that's it. The undercurrent heart of the city, which is 
like everywhere is like your cultural heart, you know, that is there, but it's never been respected and it's never been utilized as a tourist trade. So then you mix that with actually crooked, crooked coming in to like sell off major parts of the inner city like King's Cross because it's so close to the water, so close to the city, it's so high la- like land value, get rid of major parts of the city like to just to sell off to um, to real estate. It's like then you put that mixed with the lockout laws that was done to knock out the cross and knock out all ma- like these major parts in the city. You're just like left with a complete like like barren wasteland of venues that aren't open anymore, can't afford to run in suburbs that can't afford to have anything going on in there anymore because unless you can afford to live there and afford to buy your home or unless you bought your home, you're forced further and further out west. So it just turns into basic like like shitstorm out here which has just mm. left, you know, every bit of culture kind of pushed to the side and it's it's just people scrambling to try and find their way. Like undercurrent parties like became huge, even though warehouse parties were already huge in Sydney, that became like the last kind of spot for you. But then that even became kind of played out to a point where it's just like, I don't know, man, people trying to figure out where where to go in Sydney is very hard. It's there. There's seven odd million people here. Like there's things going on, but to try and find those pockets, when it should be like a world city and everything should be going on all the time. It's just not, and it's just been crushed in like 20 years. But that's another big rant for you. But basically, there's mm. like reasonings behind that. You know, it's not like, you know, there's been a, there's amazing people here with amazing talent and drive to want to do shit, but they're either like pushed out of the city out further out west or literally to Melbourne or further up like the Northern Rivers or South Coast if they just wanted to get out or wherever else because basically like <laughs> you know it's not supporting the arts here and it, and it hasn't been because they're not trying to make money off it they're just mm. like letting it be if, if not they're trying to systemically crush it from the inside you know and so I've got to give credit to anyone else who's out here still doing shit in Sydney you know it's tough. <laughs> yeah. and if, whether you grew up whether you grew up here or not it's like you don't have to find you know pride in in that you know as much you know go find your way wherever but fuck you know I, I still think there's a lot of potential in this city and I want to continue working it and I want to make it better for kids coming up I want to have places where we can party and chill and, and perform and gig and you know that it's out there but yeah it's just hard it's not supportive at all you know mm, I, I would absolutely agree with that one 100 percent uh well uh from i'd probably say even from a just a perth perspective as such i remember going to a, a lot of music shows in the uh mid-2000s to sort of um i'd probably say like 04 through 08 i used to go to a lot of like just local music shows but also that was uh peak time for perth music in general like that's you know that yep. there if you've ever heard of the uh something in the water documentary that like kind of covers that perfectly but that was yeah. like that was like the Eskimo Joe, Little Birdie, you know, End of Fashion, those kind of bands. Even like you know, of course, uh, if we're talking Oz hip hop, you know, Syllabolics kind of had their peak yeah. in that time as well. So, um, yeah, those those years, um, that was an absolute boon. And 
I I didn't end up working at a different kind of music venue. I worked in a nightclub for years. Um, yeah, yeah, in the late part of the two uh, thousands and. Yeah, came back a couple of years after living on the East Coast and it was way different. Uh, now, I don't yeah. know if that's because I aged out. You know, I was uh, I went left as a late 20s guy and came back in the early, you know, early 30s and it was different. Um, and yeah. I, it was different culturally as well. And uh, I guess also that scene kind of the bubble went and... Uh, yeah, and it also feels like um, maybe it, now we don't have the uh, pokey laws over here at all. Like there are yeah. no pokies whatsoever in in well, pubs yeah. or RSLs. Are, RSLs are halls over here. Like there's there's yeah. no, I'm sure you know that because you would have come over here a bit. But anyone who's oh, never been over it. here, it's like an RSL club is like a like a hall. Um, or like yeah. some kind of thing on a park or something like that. It's it's a very yeah. small place where veterans go and that's it. If you yeah, want to go yeah. play on the pokies, you got to go to Crown. Um, and yeah, I yeah. avoid that place uh, like cancer. Like the plague, like yeah, COVID. Like the COVID. Yeah. Um, I, and that place has been absolutely smashed for that as well. Like there are so many layoffs of, uh, you know, workers and people I know who are DJs and that kind of thing, like who lost a lot of work because of uh, lockdowns and uh, however it's gone as well. But, you know, I, I, I can't imagine on that end where like scenes sort of come and go and there hasn't been sort of the crush that you guys have got, but that that would be just suffocating where they literally said, we're locking everybody out. You have to be in this venue by this point. You can't really jump around and have fun like you used to in the cross. Yeah. Okay, it, you, the cross was a shithole, but it was a fun shithole. I had a great yeah, time in the couple fun. of years. Yeah, I had a great time in the, uh, the many sort of nights that I had there in – my East Coast holidays or whatever, just go to a, a bar and you'd get real excited about some dude who was playing some A Tribe Called Quest and you'd cheer him on and he'd send over drinks to you and you'd get absolutely yeah. annihilated because that's how it was back then. Shouts to that DJ. But you also had George Street, you had Pitt Street, you had Oxford Street, Yeah, you know, you had all the surrounding areas that, you know, you could go to club, you know, or you could go down to Darling Harbour, you go, you know, Circular Quay. Yes. Um, all these places were popping off and, and frothing as well. And then, you know, instead, you know, it eventually, just because venues couldn't support if they weren't only live music. And, yeah, it's just the general flux of ever, everything and how it did manoeuvre in that direction, you know. But, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many pokies, Massive, you know, hundred percent. But you know, government's lack of support for the arts is just like it's crazy as well. And it's basically because that's their money's like they're looking elsewhere for their tourist trade, you know. Yeah, but yeah. and we don't even um, have that yeah. over here. That's the other thing as well. Like, yeah, there's in all honesty, like it. If you're coming over the Perth, you're going somewhere else shortly after that. And you're not coming yeah. here for Perth things. Like, we don't have a circular key. They can call whatever they call the Esplanade. Uh, Elizabeth key is whatever they call our thing over here. They're trying to make it circular key. It's not circular key. It will never be circular key, no matter what you put on it, no matter what six-star hotel you put on top of it. 
<laughs> which they're doing. They're, they've they've completed one. They got another one building right now. But I mean, uh, we don't have that tourist aspect. So yeah, all all the money that basically sort of filters in and out of this state is purely from mining. That's it. If if yeah, if that yeah. if those rocks went away, we would be Adelaide or worse. So, <laughs> and no, sorry, well, shouts I mean, to Adelaide. It's, it's a lovely place, but it, we're a big city now because of rocks. That's it. Otherwise, we'd be the overgrown country town that we were in the 90s and before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's money talks, man. And it's definitely, you know, shown a lot in the last couple of years. And, you know, and oh, 100%. Yeah. And that that's in yeah. this record. <laughs> Getting back to the album. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like that's a that's a theme that goes throughout this record as well. So uh, I recommend yeah. this. It's a I you uh, linking up with uh, Rolio and uh, you know getting yeah. this going again with him as well. Like that's a as a link up again for you guys uh, as well. But hundred percent, hundred percent. It's been great. Like he he didn't um, you know sort of kept quiet for about you know five six years after Daily Meds. Um, decided to part ways yep. and again he um yeah he just split up with his partner uh, and then that's kind of how we linked he had it, someone booked him for a gig up in Queensland and I went and MC for him up at a festival up there just before COVID mm-hmm. he came in and then yeah we decided he was making a beat a week and I'm like well let's go make a track a month and then so I'd go over there and we'd jam on it at the end of the month write and record a track together and then yeah by by yeah february you know we were doing gigs by march covid had kicked in and then it just sort of went on its way but just the fact of me and him linking up in the studio again was so good because he's been my bro since yeah i was six you know we went to newtown primary went to newtown primary went to newtown high school together we were best mates. We got bloody lad tattooed on our ass. We got fucking <laughs> <laughs> me, me and the lads. Me and the lads. We started a crew called the Lads in primary school. This was pre Nordica hats and like fucking polo shirts. Yeah. This was like super early lad vibes. And um, and then yeah, no. So me and that lad, <laughs> we've been around <laughs> for a long time together. You know. And we get, we're, you know, very close mates. So it's, um, it was real good to get back in the studio and we'll definitely be making more music, you know. As, as I said, this is it, an interesting project. It was written on the fly. Mm. You know, a lot of it I felt was a little, you know, very raw. The whole thing's a very raw project and, and I just wanted to have it and get it out. I didn't want to highlight too much to it. It was a different sort of push than I've done with any other release. It was mm. more like, hey, here it is. Let's let's go from there. Because I know it sort of marks a point in time, but um, Caustic Yoda mixed it for me mm. and um, mastered it and engineered it. We went up there and just smashed it in a couple of days. I, I was a great process for me to do the comping myself and the recording again. And, and did, did a mix on all of it to a point where I was really happy, but then went in with, with Caustic with bare stems and then you know we re-redid the mix together um but yeah the whole process real organic just like building stuff on the fly with a friend again and just making music with an old mate and just just for the sake of making it and not for the sake of you know having to have it you know a certain way or, or be like this it was just kind of done 
on the fly. But um, but yeah, we're gonna have a few more polished off, a bit more polished off um, produ- production pieces for you guys coming up in the next year or two. I reckon for sure that are a little bit different to this kind of concept, but. Mm. Um, I'm glad it's out and I'm glad it's over the line. I'm glad people have been giving us good feedback on it. I'm glad, I'm glad people are digging it and having a listen. Indeed. So uh, without any further ado, uh, we'll drop another track from this record. It's called 2020 Vision at Peacebirth and Rolio. Uh, back together as lads yeah. with uh, tattoos matching. Uh, on. <laughs> now, uh, actually, just before we go, are they uh, on different cheeks or same cheek? Oh, look, they're all like all hand drawn on our own cheeks. I'm not sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we got them and done it at the same time. There's about 14 of us rolling around with them, you know? <laughs> they're all different. But, um, you know, that's for another interview. I'll tell you more about that next time. <laughs> I-, I look forward to that. <laughs> Peace, <laughs> Thanks very much for yeah. your time. Much love, bro. I appreciate you. Um, you know, and all the support you have for the scene and, and for Scratches and Big Village and just, you know, and just doing it and supporting local hip-hop and local music. It's amazing to have people on board, you know, pushing this, you know, to, to the people. So I appreciate it a lot. Dropping EDM, hip-hop, and a bunch of best beat programs around. If you want bangers, you'll be in the right place with Tune One. TuneOne.com.au. That's Tune, the number one, .com.au. Tune One, proud show sponsor.